Welcome to Tapping Into Spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and transformation. We always begin by inviting spirit to join us in this conversation and guide our words and intentions so that we express things in a manner that is true and inspirational. And we are always thankful and extremely grateful for the opportunity to serve. Greetings, I'm your co-host, Dr. Anthony Smith, and I'm joined by my co-host, Zawadi Powell and Glenda Jones. Greetings, peace. How are you all doing this afternoon? Amazing. Super good, but I'm sure I'll get better. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So, before we get started today, I want to talk a little bit about some feedback we've gotten. Uh, We've had a lot of, so we've had a lot of feedback about our theme music, Spirits by Gil Scott Heron. We chose this music because he's speaking about spirit. Yes, he is. And the ability to tap into spirit and how spirit talks to us and encourages us and keeps us moving forward. So... I don't know. Some people don't like it. That's cool. We want to know why. So go on Twitter, Tapping Spirit, at Tapping Spirit, and let us know what you think so we can um, make some alterations maybe and make some suggestions about what you think would be a better theme song. Yeah, because I think that's what they should do. Like, I've had a few people who've commented about our song and... It seems to me that it's somewhat generational. So older people connect with it more. I love it. <laughs> Younger people were like, you need a new song. I like fast forward past the song. I love the podcast. So mm-hmm. I kind of want to know, like, if you like it, what about it? Is it that you like? If you don't, maybe what you don't like. But please suggest something. Mm-hmm. I like it, but... I would like to know what other people think and hear some of their suggestions of a good song for this particular podcast. Yeah. And we'd also like to know any other general feedback you might have for us as well, because we are constantly striving to get better in producing and delivering this content and making sure you are enriched through listening. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Moving into our topic today. We're going to be discussing meditation and how meditation can be used to tap into spirit. Um, Meditation is something that people talk about a lot. um, And there are a lot of different opinions about what it is, how it should be implemented. 
Uh, I personally don't think there is a right way to do meditation. I think there are a number of different ways that we can meditate and tap into our inner selves. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are also a number of things that meditation is useful for. So we're going to talk about some of those things and and have a lively discussion about it and uh, go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you I all think, think uh, ladies? Jump in. I think that... Um, for some people, their whole life is meditation. Um, there are some people who need to do a different type of meditation um, in the, I guess, the range of personalities and spiritualities that I've met and sort of looking at like who's very grounded and who's sort of always in the spirit realm. <laughs> I, I start to... Um, think about how different methods affect different um, types of personalities. And I feel very strongly that there are some people who need to um, meditate in ways that focus them back to the ground, as opposed to meditating to go out of body because they are actually always out of body. Um, And then there are others that um, moving meditation you know, is something that's very good because they can have uh, tendencies to uh, be sort of zoned out or very dreamy all the time and not, um, you know, being active or um, trying to manifest things. And so uh, for some people, I think um, doing meditation through yoga or dance or I, I love to meditate while singing. I think music med- um, movement meditation is a thing as well. Um, so I, I, I totally agree that uh, meditation has a huge uh, role to play in our spiritual development. And I also agree that there are so many different varieties of and ways to meditate and that people should be conscious of how it's affecting them and whether it's actually serving the purpose that they intended for it to serve. Yeah, I, um, of course, when I we talk about a topic, one of the first things I do is look at the word, mm-hmm. try to get an understanding of the word right. and origin. Um, and so with looking at meditation, it was like the goal of meditation is to go beyond the mind and experience our essential nature, which is described as peace, happiness, or, or bliss mm. of some type. And then as I thought about that, going beyond the mind, so I have to admit that when I meditate, one of my biggest obstacles is my mind. Mm-hmm. I think that's the case for most people. <laughs> it's yeah. like somehow quiet, making it get quiet, quiet in my mind and being able to focus enough on breath or sometimes that might even be a candle. So kind of what Zawadi was saying, for me, there are times that <clears throat> having a moving meditation, whether it's a walking meditation or a dancing meditation, is more effective for me. Also, guided meditation um, can be more effective for, for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we should break down some of these different forms. We're throwing out a lot of different yes. forms. Let's talk about so grounding meditations. Was one of the first ones that um, you mentioned, Zawadi. Mm-hmm. Um, different types of grounding meditations that you 
might do mm-hmm. um, that can give the listeners some insight into what that actually is? Mm-hmm. Um, I think meditation for grounding, uh, it's probably more about um, being, you know, you, you know, sort of maybe chanting or, um, you know, sitting and doing own, you know, but not trying to travel, like trying not to travel, <laughs> like try, attempting to be in your body, in your space, in your present moment, focusing on like the power of now and um, experiencing just your your inner self and being, you know, at one with the with the current moment as the moments pass, but not focusing outside of that space. Um, And I'm sure there are other methods of grounding meditations um, and other methods of grounding people. And I I wonder also with the whole issue of grounding, whether there are people who um, meditating while focusing on a candle um, and trying to clear your mind, but focusing on the candle would be something that would be helpful because it, it is drawing their attention. It, it's focusing them on the here and now and not um, permitting them to, you know, to, to travel, to, to be out of body. Um, so th- those are the two things that I can think of. I think sometimes with meditation, um, even just focusing on breath, mm-hmm. just the breathing um, is a way of grounding as well where you're not focusing on anything that you're guiding yourself like you're saying for some type of travel or whatever it's just really focusing on the breath and being in the present moment One another thing that has been suggested for me that I have done for grounding meditation is actually doing a meditation outdoors mm-hmm. without my shoes mm-hmm. right, that's what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. and connecting to the earth mm-hmm. right um and with that there is a level of imagining my connection to the earth so it can be done in the dirt it can be done in the sand it can be done in the grass um and that can be very grounding and connecting as like a, a oneness mm-hmm. of what we are in the scheme of the whole in the, in the universe. So that has been really helpful for me. I believe that there are a lot of there are a lot of us, and I'm one of them who we don't connect with the earth. Right. We don't dig our hands in the soil. We don't walk without shoes. We we aren't connected to the earth in the way in which we once were. We're always on the computer. Right. There was a time we were really connected with the earth. We we planted food and we dug it up and we, you know, we harvest. We went out, we hunted. We did a variety of things. And so we lose the grounding that is important. And so that was something that was suggested to me that periodically mm-hmm. I do. One of the things I like to do in in conjunction with that is to put my feet in the sand, preferably by a riverbank, and imagine myself being a tree so that I'm being rooted, 
you know, working on the root chakra of grounding and I'm seeing myself being rooted, feeling myself being rooted and strong as a tree with my roots going deep, deep, deep into the earth and connecting with the earth. And then my branches stretching out and I'll even do some yoga poses doing that, stretching out and connecting with the earth, the water, the sun, every all the different elements so that I can stay firmly planted on the earth. That's one thing that I think is, is highly highly useful for me when mm -hmm. I think about grounding. Mm -hmm. hmm. I think that's really important. There, um, we also mentioned uh, walking meditation mm -hmm. and the labyrinth. Ah, yeah. yeah. For me, has been a very beneficial meditation. And I guess I would describe that as a small maze. Right. would be about the best way I would mm -hmm. describe it. It could be small or it could be large. Mm -hmm. um, and un unlike a maze, it's only really one way to walk in the labyrinth to get to the center. Mm -hmm. um, and often with each step, there's some deliberate thought and intention right. with that type of walking meditation um, I spent some time in Australia staying at a place that there was a labyrinth and that would be something in the morning I'd get up and go do it and it was it, so and it's also grounding mm -hmm. because it's often outside mm -hmm. in the dirt I've even seen tabletop ones that will have sand in it yeah, I have that one you of those. do that mm -hmm. with your finger Yeah, I have one in, in my office that I use at you know, various times to relax and to bring me back to center. I'll just trace the sand all the way around and go all the way back. And it just makes you get in the moment and focus on what you're doing and doing that tracing and not allow yourself to go away from the moment of tracing that labyrinth. So I think that's important because we spend so much of our life. So we spend a lot of our life thinking about the past what we didn't do, how it should have been done, or either right. having some anguish about the past. And if that's not what we're doing, we're thinking about the future and what we're going to do and what we need to do and what we should do uh -huh. versus being in our present, right. in right. the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we lose we lose a lot in that. I mean, not to get off our topic, but... Well, that is the topic. Like I mean, one, of our, one of the things I was talking about today in the salon, one of... Um, my client friends asked, like, what is your greatest commodity that you've ever been gifted? The the thing that is the greatest commodity. Your time. And it is. And most of us don't even think about it being time. Mm. You know, like people will answer, well, money, or people will answer, well, um, property, or, but it's time. Because when you spend it, you never can get it back. Right. But you can you spend money, you can get it back. But so yeah, it's connected to your freedom too. It is, and so when we think about that, we spend so much of our time not enjoying where we are right now, and meditation can be really beneficial. Yeah, because we're like that. capturing ourselves too, wrapping ourselves up in the past, in the future, and not being free in the present moment to to enjoy it or mm -hmm. to. 
to introspect is really, yeah, med- meditation is. All right. So when I read that definition about it, bringing us to peace or a sense of bliss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that exists is now. And so Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now is a, is a good book to help um, really understand that concept and get into that space of being in a present moment. And there's been a big mindfulness movement, right? Yes. People are talking about mindfulness and doing things that spark being tapped into mindfulness. I think that is another area where meditation plays a large part. Um, you had also mentioned guided meditation yes. as, as, an, as, an, as an option. Um, want to say a little bit about that? Yes. So with a guided meditation, um, a guided meditation, I've, I've had a variety of things. Typically, it starts out with some form of relaxation. So you can be sitting or lying. And even I've had guided meditation, with, it starts with a body scan where I start at the top and relaxing each part of my body until I'm fully relaxed. And then, and I'm being guided through this meditation. Um, And then I can do the guided meditation, focusing on any particular topic. So I've done guided meditations, focusing on forgiveness, attracting a mate, um, connecting with my spirit, realm connected with the spirit realm or the spirits in my life and then i've done guided meditation on um happiness or healing my body um and i've had some real breakthroughs doing the guided meditation sometimes extremely emotional um i've had visions i've had a variety of things i think that's kind of the sometimes the meditation when you were talking about some travel Mm-hmm. In the meditation, you you are sometimes guided to imagine um, a very peaceful place or maybe even a pyramid, a variety of different um, scenes in which you could be in the guided meditation. Uh, they have been very, very beneficial um, in my healing process. And I love guided meditations because when you think about the whole idea of trance and um, out of body experience or being able to it, to feel and perceive things without your physical um, senses, I think that 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 method really sort of is the door opener for 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 that type of experience. And um, you know, it's it, it can be done in groups, which is wonderful. Um, you know, usually there's a a, a leader. Sometimes you can find them online. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's really important. And it's, I think that it takes us back to um, our intuitive ability uh, to connect with everything that's non-physical outside mm-hmm. of ourselves and that is part of ourselves at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that, that's definitely one of my favorite okay. I find that the more I meditate the better I get at it. Like it definitely takes some practice. Um, Also looking at the topic of meditation, I kind of wondered like, what is the ideal amount of time to meditate? Mm. I mean, I know that you don't have to be 
so strict about that. But some of the research shows that ideally 30 to 40 minutes a day is a good amount of time to devote to meditation. And it can be broken up to two 20-minute sessions. Well, there are a number of articles that talk about how people who are highly successful start off their day with 45 minutes to an hour's worth of med- meditation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so, and if you really think about it, um, you have to silence your mind to allow the greatness of ideas to come through, right? If you're constantly bombarded with noise, it's hard to receive new information. It's in the quiet moments that things come out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a there's a book that I've um, spent time reading and recommending to people, The Master Key System. And in that book, they really illustrate how when a person is quiet, things like a steamship, think of a, a cruise ship, this big monstrous thing that carries thousands of people and floats on the water across the world, that came out of somebody's mind to create mm-hmm. such a thing to be able to, to do that. Um, a bridge that spans the Golden Gate Bridge, right, came out of somebody's mind. How in the world did somebody develop this thing that can transport thousands of cars every day? Because there's alien communications and spiritual communications during the method of meditation hmm. that we receive these ideas and perceptions from other sources that are not necessarily living physical human beings. That is factual according to Zawadi. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so as I was saying, uh, (laughs) the, the ability to be still and allow the information to download into your brain Mm -hmm. and spark new ideas. Mm -hmm. The more you can do that, the more you can generate those things that move you forward. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you can get in that regular <coughs> practice of staying in the space of in a meditative state, um, then it becomes easier to allow yourself to go into it, even in moments where you may not think that you need to go into it. You could be in the midst of chaos and find your center because that's what you're <coughs> accustomed to doing. Um, you've trained yourself appropriately. Mm-hmm. I always like to think about the, the Karate Kid movie where he's waxing the car wax on, wax off. And he's like, what am I doing waxing this stupid car? And then he knows karate. Same thing with meditation. And I actually found that to be the case for me. Mm-hmm. I just started being still. Mm-hmm. And eventually it turned into a process of meditation for me. So I encourage people to, to really look at doing that. And it is like a muscle that you're exercising. It is like a... Um, a, a a, a way to to tap into your spiritual will, uh, so to speak. Um, a, a lot of times people come to me with um, nightmares or seeing scary things in their dreams and sometimes feeling as those spirit entities or, you know, um, even ancestors sometimes harassing them or frightening them in their sleep. And trying to develop that ability to be conscious while sleeping in order to control the experiences in the dream realm 
I think is also something that is developed through the practice of meditation, um, learning to uh, recognize what it feels like to turn off your mind and turn your mind on at will and to also um, control the, um, you know, the, the different experiences that you're having when you're not um, participating in the physical world. And so I think um, that that's also an, an entry way to to that whole process of learning to to uh, conquer your subconscious or your spirit experience um, that's non-physical. Yeah, I think we're just listening to what you were saying that maybe that speaks to why children or I, I can speak for myself as a child, I could control my dreams. Mm -hmm. I would travel in my dreams. Mm -hmm. I could have a dream that I didn't like. I could wake up from it and then go back to it and then control it. Like fight something in my dream and win. Just because you bossy. Everybody can't do that, Glenda. Well, I think it's a <laughs> gift. I am a boss, but I think that's a gift. <laughs> so, but when you're a child, mm -hmm. you're not, there are so many things in our day-to-day -day life that we don't deal with. Like adults, we're so distracted. But I can remember as a child lying in the grass on my back, looking at clouds, just doing nothing for hours. I used to do that too. And just feeling... I, I don't know. It, I called it daydreaming. But what's the difference in daydreaming and meditating? Right. Hmm. Right. Is there a difference? I don't know. I just asked you. Well, if you're daydreaming, you're, you're processing. So maybe that's a different type of meditation like we were talking about. There, is, there doesn't have to be one way to meditate. So we didn't get into the moving meditation. We'll come back to that. But daydreaming... I think could be a form of meditation. Mm -hmm. um, I'm with you on that. I used to do it as well. Mm -hmm. I, actually, I still do mm -hmm. <laughs> by mm -hmm. myself. And, and I think there are dreams that come, inspirations that come through daydreaming as well. Yes. Aha, aha moments. Yes. Right? Yeah, that pop up. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah. <laughs> See, being bossy comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about uh, movement meditation? Uh, dance. Walking, dance. Spin around till you're dizzy and oh. then you leave your body. I used to love doing that. <laughs> I would get sick doing that. I'd get the most <laughs> massive headache. I think uh, when I experienced it, the best for me was when I was jogging. Every morning I would go jogging and at some point I would leave. And it was like the repetitive, repetitive motion along with controlled breathing. Um, at some point, mm. you hit a point where it's just a high and it's like your spirit and your yourself just takes off and you're just no longer mm -hmm. um, on the ground. And I think that, that that is a very, a very spiritual, that was a very spiritual experience for me. And I think that with moving meditation, the breathing um, part of it really lends itself to how deep um, it can go. Mm 
Um, I think that uh, sex is moving meditation at some sometimes. Not all sex. Depending you on mean, your partner. You must mean good sex. <laughs> Are you talking about tantra? Like, some of it you could have had a V8 instead. <laughs> well, I don't have that kind of sex. but <laughs> I try not to. But I can't lie and say I never have. Because if I didn't ever have bad, I wouldn't have known what good was. <laughs> so you young people out there, if your sex is not meditational, please, please read a book. <laughs> have a consultation with Dr. Smith. <laughs> but um, I think also swimming was another one, um, where especially if you are alone in a pool able to swim laps and also have controlled breathing i think also um is something that i've experienced going into a meditational state um, mm-hmm. i also think dancing so um at a point in my life for about 10 years i did liturgical dance hmm. and so i would actually connect to the music mm-hmm. and there would be movement mm-hmm. And also ministry. So, but it would also minister to me. And there are times that um, I would dance and I didn't choreograph the dance. Oh, it was just happening. It would happen through, through spiritual through the spirit and the, the music and my connection with it, um, which was it was very healing for me. Uh, it was it's something that I, I loved doing. Were you like in the flowy white dresses? And... Flowy white. So <laughs> I recently, just like two months ago, had a um, friend, or she, we I worshiped together, who contacted me. She sent me a message and said she had had a dream and a vision of me dancing and that I needed to start dancing again. And she described what I was wearing and gave me a song that she felt like I should dance to because I was dancing to it in her dream. Oh. And then how, so that, that was really, really nice. But it, I ministered to my own self mm-hmm. during those times. So mm-hmm. I think dance mm-hmm. also. Absolutely. Very, um, For me, African yeah. dance with mm-hmm. drums. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely meditation. Yes. Definitely. House music is meditative. Mm-hmm. You go to a house party. Um, it is for you. I've seen you. House music out, <laughs> out in the people just let loose and just just be one with the music and the beat, and you just feel yourself just gone. Oh, yeah, because you turn from girl from Doctor Smith to I don't know Tone Love or yeah. <laughs> Tone Love. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it's it's wonderful, um, and I think yoga yoga is a, another. Um, yoga and Tai Chi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Both mm-hmm. are movement based meditations that mm-hmm. um, really enrich a person. And something as simple as just walking and paying attention to your footsteps. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. one step at a time. That walking meditation. Just, mm-hmm. just one step, the next step, just paying attention to everywhere you are deliberately stepping. Because most of the times we, we walk around and we don't think about what we're doing. Our mind is processing something else. If we are in the, you know, walking a trail and we're focused on every single step we take, that becomes a form of meditation. 
So meditation is really a broad term. And there are many things that we can do that encompass meditation. Mm -hmm. So there are some benefits to meditation. I guess we should talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One is stress reduction. Yeah. Lowering your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Healing. um, People have used meditation to heal physical illness. Mm -hmm. To uh, focus their own energy. Um, Sometimes using Reiki or, um, you know, chakra sciences uh, to focus meditation, uh, meditative energy to those parts of the body that are ill and have reported, you know, miraculous healings. That's wonderful. And combining positive affirmations with meditation. Yes. Right. So that becomes a mantra in, in in a sense. Right. So. Um, There are a number of studies, and Louise Hay is really big um, Mm -hmm. as a writer that's really big about um, the power of positive affirmations and saying those affirmations in the mirror in a repetitive sense. And you're speaking information to your subconscious, and as it gets into the the cells of your body, it begins to produce change. Mm -hmm. And so it... Again, it's something that has to be done in a repetitive manner. You can't do it a couple of days and take some days off and, you know, do a random day here and there. You have to get in the process of doing it continually. And then the people that do do it that way experience tremendous growth and change and even healing in their lives. Mm-hmm. So um, it has been used with children um, um, in certain schools where there have been discipline issues um they found that if you um took the children rather than putting them in detention take them to the meditation room and encourage them to mm-hmm. take some time out to meditate and focus the the instances of of be, the behavioral uh situations like decrease like drastically mm-hmm. um and um it's also been used with children who have um attention deficit issues uh, in order to try to help them to increase their focus and uh, help to mitigate that. Yeah, I really believe that is something that can be taught and trained. Mm -hmm. We can train children from a very young age how to focus and pay attention and breathe and meditate. Um, I I don't know if you remember, um, it was a show, uh, Oprah Winfrey did a show in their community in Iowa. I don't remember the city in Iowa, but meditation was a primary focus of what they did in their school system from very young all the way up from kindergarten all the way through high school. And I remember seeing these high school kids who would go over each other's house to hang out and they would meditate as part of their hanging out. <laughs> it, it was such a part of wow. what they did. And they talked about the benefits and all the wonderful things they got from that. And I thought that is that is such a unique, um, well, it's actually not unique, but it's it's such a, a wonderful thing to do. And if more people were doing that, I think there'd be a lot more peace in this world. Certainly, if you look at other countries and other communities where you see children are trained in that way from from birth, there's a lot more peace. There's a lot more ability to attend and focus and less incidents of ADHD or um, inability to stay tapped into what you're doing in, in a given moment. Yeah. Mental clarity. Right. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. really important. Yeah. And something I've been talking to my kids about recently is don't do drugs yet. <laughs> 
because I, I, I strongly believe that um, through meditation and spiritual practice, you can reach certain spaces in your mind and in your pheromone. I mean, not pheromones. Um, what are those things? Uh, um, when you're exercising and you trigger your... Oh, you know what I'm talking about. The word is like at the tip of my tongue. Um, but, you know, there, there are dopamine and all kinds of these chemicals that we have in our body naturally that through meditation and exercise and, um, you know, having positive thoughts and even, you know, traveling uh, spiritually out of body, we can experience uh, highs that are not um, substance induced. And I think that uh, that is something to explore uh, before um, you start smoking weed because everybody, <laughs> ultimately a lot of people end up doing that, right? So um, I, you know, I, I think that, you know, listening to you talk about high school students, like getting together to meditate, I wonder what kind of, you know, like wonderful feelings and, you know, stimulation they're feeling right. um, spiritually mm-hmm. through, you know, meditating and that they recognize that as a recreational mm-hmm. experience is, is, is really wonderful. It is. Well, imagine if you just, if that was your way of living from birth. Right. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the movie, The Last Samurai. Uh, forget about the fact that this white guy comes and he's saving the world. But just, just put that to the side <laughs> for a moment. But when you think about, if you, when you watch that movie and the, the, Symbolic, the way they present the community of samurai who captured him and brought him back. And he couldn't go anywhere, so he was free to walk around. But as he was observing that community, the children, the families, the men, the women, they meditated, they prayed all throughout the day. And there was a sense of peace that they had. And so he was observing them. And then ultimately, he just decided, well, let me start doing what they're doing. And he was having all these horrible dreams because he was a warrior and he had killed all these people. So all these nightmares were tormenting him and he couldn't sleep well. But by the time he started practicing what they were practicing, he began to slowly find himself healing from the torment that had bothered him for so long. And that visual, like one of the things they said is, we do everything we do with a sense of excellence, whether it's washing a dish or, or um, making a building. Everything we do is about staying in the moment and being excellent in doing what it is that we do. If we could establish that for our children from birth and we're teaching them those concepts, being still, having excellence in what you do, being able to find focus and peace inward and not Uh, always pointing outward and being distracted by all of life's distractions. It's amazing to think what could come from that. Yeah. And life's distractions, because then that's another thing, you know, I am a single mother. And so even like in having this discussion and hearing like, Oh, 45 minutes a day, I don't have 45 minutes a day. When is that ever supposed to happen? I'm like waking up, jumping out of bed, running, taking kids here, taking kids there, three different schedules, you know, and working and then coming back to pick them up and then go home, cook dinner. Like who in the world has time to find 45 minutes. I cannot find 45 minutes sometimes. And so I want to say that I have made a practice, a habit 
of taking at least two showers a day because you have to bathe. And I meditate in the shower. I pray in the shower. I sing in the shower. And guess what? If you're in the shower, your kids will not bother you and they will not interrupt your meditation. <laughs> Starting to say, are you, is that meditate or masturbate? What are you doing? In <laughs> hey, those may be synonymous, right? <laughs> no, as I'm listening to our conversation, I'm thinking, like we're talking about meditation, but we're also talking about relaxation. And we're also talking about visualization. And we're also talking about affirmations. Like it's a, a variety of things mm. that kind of are combined. So it's not just meditation. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, we're putting a lot together mm-hmm. in that. And all of those things go back to tapping into to spirit, spirit. Yes. and building oneself up yes. right? from the internal. Give up. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we got that theme music, y'all. <laughs> Can't you hear it? Calling your name, calling your name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, crucial, crucial. Um, you can do it. <laughs> so, do you all have any examples of how meditation served you and produce some wonderful outcomes? Um, I used to smoke cigarettes in college and I was very addicted um, to Marlboro lights because my friend would buy them. So I would say, I'm not going to buy them, but I would go to her house and smoke at least five a day. And, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't kick it because they're, you know, chemically addictive and I was stressed out and I couldn't um, figure out how to stop. And I was quite embarrassed, so I would hide. I would only do it, you know, when I was in the room with her and try not to let other people see me. And um, and this guy that I was dating um, was, you know, I, I had learned meditation actually from my father who was a martial artist um, at a very young age, but had just, you know, dismissed it at some point. Like, oh, that's something that we did when we were little with daddy, you know. Um, and... Um, my boyfriend of the time, you know, was a hey, let's meditate together, you know, and um, we started meditating and I realized that it was uh, increasing my ability to uh, control my stress, to manage my, um, my anxiety. And then I realized that the anxiety was also connected to my habit of smoking cigarettes. And so I used the meditation along with reducing little by little how many cigarettes I smoked on a daily basis and I was able to 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 quit using the meditation and I think um so meditation is can be a very effective means of controlling anxiety and stress and uh you know just taking that moment not to go outside and smoke but to sit with yourself and breathe um it it makes a big difference mm. Mm. That's really good. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I had some story to tell you, but I don't. <laughs> Meditation has affected my life positively in so many ways, but I can't. There's not just this one story. Right. It has. Um, it's and it's currently. I'm, I'm currently. There are times that I spend and hours a day. I'll meditate. Do meditation in the morning. Maybe 
45 minutes to an hour and then sometimes I need to do it at night. So in order to help me sleep, um, to help me in my grieving process, to help me not cut somebody's throat. Because oh, yes. <laughs> You know, people make you want to hurt them. Oh, yes. And so I have to control my anger or um, work on forgiveness. or There are a variety of things. So, But I don't have any one story that I can tell yeah, about meditation. Yeah, yeah. I think similarly, I, I know that I've been actively doing it since probably for about 20 years now. And... Before I started meditating, I was like, oh, it's just breathing. Yeah. Anybody can do that. What is that really going to do? But once I started the practice of doing it and got two, three months under my belt, then things just started manifesting for me. And it's something I've continued to keep as part of what I do. There may be times where I don't do it as much, but it's easier for me to get back on the bike and tap back in mm -hmm. um, when I do recognize that I've fallen off a little bit. So it's something that I certainly would encourage everybody to be in the practice of doing no matter what it is you're doing in life because it will just uplift and enhance that thing all the more. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation about meditation. I'm inspired to go meditate right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Any last words you'd like to offer up? Spirit said, don't let go. There's no wrong way to meditate. Mm -hmm. um, keep practicing. If your mind starts interfering with it, um, let that thought pass and focus again on your breathing. You've been um, the down more you do enough. it, the better you'll get. Mm -hmm. Can't you hear the spirit calling? Calling your name. Calling your name. <laughs> Talking about spirit. <laughs> all right. Again, we thank you all for lending us your ears and being a part of this conversation. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Tapping Spirit, at Tapping Spirit. And um, we'll look forward to hearing from the things you have to offer and the things, the feedback you have for us. Um other things? Anything coming up for you, Zawadi? Linda? It's all love. No? It's all love. Self-love, right. spirit love, God love, connect. All right. So, in closing, don't be afraid of change or learning something new. Continue to evolve. Continue to transform. Continue to thrive. Peace. Peace. Peace.